ADHD is among the most common neurodevelopmental disorders of childhood, with treatments including behavior therapy and medication. In this podcast, we're going to learn more about the Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder Specialty Clinic at Children's Mercy, which provides expert care for children ages 6 to 12 who have problems with attention and impulse control issues, and you can find out how to refer your patients. This is Pediatrics in Practice with Children's Mercy Kansas City. I'm Melanie Cole, and we're discussing ADHD. Joining me is Dr. Carla Allen. She's a clinical psychologist with Children's Mercy Kansas City, and she's an associate professor of pediatrics at the University of Missouri Kansas City School of Medicine. Dr. Allen, it's a pleasure to have you join us. For other providers, tell them a little bit about ADHD, the prevalence, the incidence and burden. What are you seeing in the trends? Well, thank you for the opportunity to talk about something so very near and dear to my heart. So um, ADHD, at its essence, really define, it's described as kids who have trouble with both inattention and some also have trouble with hyperactivity and impulsivity. But more important than the symptoms themselves is the downstream impairment that that causes for them and at school, at home, and sometimes in their peer relationships as well. Uh, in terms of the prevalence, sort of from a nationwide standpoint, it's often um, quoted as somewhere in between 5 to 10 percent. Um, but depending on where you are in, in the country, that prevalence rate may be higher or lower. Um, the numbers vary state by state and even within city versus uh, rural settings. And in terms of uh, the real impact that this can have to communities, it can be pretty vast. So um, when kids have ADHD, often their impairments can lead them to have significant trouble with school and getting their work done there and academic sort of progress. Um, what this means for parents is more time off of work to try to manage those challenges and to, to link them to treatment. Um, children with ADHD are also at greater risk of injury and accidents. And so in our emergency rooms, for example, um, kids with ADHD show up in greater numbers than those kids without ADHD. And sometimes the, the severity of their injuries is also greater. That's so interesting. Interesting statistics, Dr. Allen. So tell us a little bit about what we know about the cause. Do we know anything? Have we, are there studies you can cite? What do we know about it? What we know about ADHD is that there is a genetic component. It is highly heritable, but it is not um, based on any single gene. There are multifactorial things that uh, contribute to risk, and some of those are, are genetic, but also some include things like accidents and injuries around the birth period and things that are not exactly in people's control, as well as the goodness of fit between that child and their environment at school, for example. We know that when demands and expectations are higher, the ADHD symptoms are going to be more prevalent and more apparent to people. When are the signs and symptoms starting to be noticed now with increased capability of diagnosis? When are pediatricians screening for this, seeing it? What are some things that the pediatrician is doing at those well visits? So um, what we know now is that you know, ADHD is very much a childhood, it's a condition that starts in childhood. And uh, you can start to see symptoms and, and reliably diagnose in anywhere from the three to four-year-old child. And so there are rating scales specifically like the preschool ADHD rating scale that can be used that are developmentally appropriate for taking a look at those things in that age range. Um, 
what we know now from the American Academy of Pediatrics is that we ought to be asking these questions early. And if we're not sure about whether or not they ultimately meet criteria for the diagnosis, that does not mean that we should not start behavioral therapy and other kinds of treatments that have a low risk for adverse outcomes in this age range of preschoolers. Like, um, for example, we're going to be starting behavioral parent training groups for preschoolers. That would be an excellent service for pediatricians to refer to when they're not sure of the diagnosis, but they know that there's impairment. That's great advice. What a great tip. Thank you for that. So let's speak a little bit about some of those developmental issues that children face. How is development impacted? And tell us about comorbidities that often accompany ADHD. Well, so um, I say that essentially um, more more kids than not with ADHD are going to have something else that comes along with it. And so, you know, for some kids, that's anxiety. For some kids, and especially older sort of teenagers, it can be depression. Um, But it's most often comorbid with things like learning disabilities, which should definitely be one of the things in consideration right away when someone's trying to figure out if it's ADHD, is whether or not there's something else going on as well. So then let's talk about primary care physicians and what they need to know about diagnosis and treatment. How does the Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder Specialty Clinic at Children's Mercy operate? What services are available? Tell us about it. So um, what we are really designed to do is to truly partner with the pediatrician. So in most cases, pediatricians are not only well-equipped to do the evaluation and the diagnosis, Um, But they're also really well positioned to start treatment because families prefer it and they trust them. At the same time, and this is really where the the Children's Mercy ADHD Specialty Clinic comes in, at the same time, you guys might, they may need partners in the process sometimes. So if there is a kid with ADHD that also has some other comorbidities that makes the management of their ADHD more difficult, that's where we step in. And um, in terms of our services, we offer diagnostic evaluations with Um, developmental and behavioral pediatricians and with psychologists and also within the dyad if you feel as though uh, they need both the medical uh, part of um, their needs taken care of and and the psychosocial or psychological care of the child too. Uh, We offer, in terms of treatment, a lot of short-term targeted but evidence-based treatments. And so by that I mean for the preschool age um, kids, we have services like targeted consultation with psychologists We also have uh, behavioral parent training groups that are going to be starting in the fall. And we also offer parent-child interaction therapy, which is a much more intensive treatment that really helps build parenting skills and that positive relationship between parent and child. For school-age children, we offer behavioral parent training groups uh, that help parents understand. It's kind of like an owner's manual for your child with ADHD. What do you need to do to be able to structure daily routines and independence in those skills, Uh, homework routines? How can you make those more successful? It, It teaches everything people would need to know in eight weeks. Uh, in addition to that, we also offer um, medication management, again, with a subspecialist, a developmental and behavioral pediatrician. And the goal of our clinic always is to manage the patients in a co-management model with the pediatrician. 
And when kids are better and their families agree that they are better, we refer them back to their pediatrician for continued management in the future, uh, and this allows us to get more kids in. So it's a truly it's a partnership from the very beginning with the pediatrician until the child is stable and they go back to the pediatrician for continued management in the future. Well, it's certainly a comprehensive, multimodal approach, and that's excellent for other providers to hear. So how and when should a primary care provider refer a patient to Children's Mercy? What should they do? So um, to refer to us, they, we have a form that is specific to our services that they complete and they send over to our nursing staff. And from that moment, what we do is we reach out to the family, get a little bit of additional background information, and start the assessment process right away if an evaluation is what is requested. And, and from there, we meet with the family. We build a treatment plan with their needs and preferences in mind, all the while communicating with the pediatrician. Uh, and then from there, when the kid is ready and stable, they go back, they graduate from our clinic and are returned to their pediatrician. What do you want other providers to do? Between referral and the actual appointment with a specialist, is there anything you want them to counsel their patients and the families about and what to expect with your clinic? I'm so glad you asked that question. So it's very much the case that there's a lot that pediatricians can do in the interim. And one of those things is that if they've done the initial evaluation and they've determined that the child has ADHD, um, they can go ahead and and try some things in terms of medication management if the family is more than willing to work with them on that. If there are questions the pediatrician has about how to do that, um, certainly they can also use us for consultation in advance. We are available at any time to answer questions about medication and, and how to problem solve it. If it hasn't gone well specifically, we're happy to help pediatricians do that too. Because like all things, there is a bit of a wait list with us, and it's very important to us that kids have services right away. Um, and then another thing that, that pediatricians can do in the meantime is that there's, a, there's some really excellent online resources for behavioral parent training that some families who are ready can start while they wait. And so one, for example, is uh, a, co- a course called Everyday Parenting through Coursera. It's C-O-U-R-S-E-R-A. And so those are all some things that pediatricians can do in the interim so that people um, can still get services while they wait. And what history or tests are needed for this referral? So if pediatricians have already done some workup, we certainly appreciate when they send those things along with their referral form because it helps us understand what's already been done and streamlines our diagnostic efforts. Um, When you know, when none of that has happened yet, we send online writing scales directly to the parents and to the teachers so that we can understand how many ADHD symptoms there are and the downstream impairments that look like uh, are associated with that ADHD, as well as getting the medical history and those kinds of things directly. Um, but we certainly appreciate, again, if there's been a history of these kinds of discussions and other well visits, any documentation that helps us understand the patient's path to our clinic is also much appreciated. This is such great information. Please wrap it up for us, Dr. Allen, with your best advice for other providers about referral, what you can do for them, and what you want them to know about the Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder Specialty Clinic at Children's Mercy Kansas City. What I want everybody to know is that ADHD is something we should take seriously because it does increase the risk for injuries and school failure and other things. 
but it's also something we can we can dramatically change the landscape on by working together. Um, children get better here pretty quickly. It's often in as little as three or four visits. Our kids are ready to to go back to the management of their by their pediatrician, and so we um, offer all of the evidence based care that that any family would need. Um, in, in all kinds of intensities of service. And we take referrals from children age four all the way up to age 18. And so uh, call us with any questions that you have, and we're happy to help. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Allen, for sharing your expertise and telling us about the clinic today. This has been Pediatrics in Practice with Children's Mercy Kansas City. To refer your patient or for more information, please visit childrensmercy.org to get connected with one of our providers. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Children's Mercy podcasts. For more health tips and updates, please follow us on your social channels. I'm Melanie Cole.